I think we're recording. See, some of these zooms, it just has a r- little red light, and yeah. others it has the. This, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, that yeah. is recording now, isn't it? Yes. Is the counter going? The counter's going. Well, it's either I going am a or media it'll tutor. Be, it'll be lost to the ages. Yeah. Every every podcaster has a lost episode, don't they? I know. Yeah, it was the best one. Yeah. But um, I'm just going to get my notes here, which I was making fun of <laughs> before we came on air. Well, you know. I shouldn't make fun of it. It's probably the right thing to do. <laughs> no, it's just because I know I'd forget otherwise. I'm happy with forgetting. I've Forget made it. my peace with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I fumble for a name, I'm just like, edit it <laughs> yeah, in later, maybe. Make something else yeah, up. Something, something come together. Yeah. So, um, so, how are you? This is, we haven't actually done it in a yeah, while. We were uh, on a roll for a yeah. while there, and then we stopped. But then, we, I mean, it was inevitable. We did go to Helsinki in, oh, in the yeah, meantime as we well, did. so that was good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. We, were, we were going to do a podcast over there. And then we were we going to. There we... wasn't really an opportunity, was there? No, no. We no. were so busy with all of our with work. With all, all of our work commitments that we had to... <laughs> all of our work and saunaing. Like Lorraine was in a sauna for two days straight. It <laughs> <laughs> like a raisin. <laughs> there was a sauna in our apartment. I was yeah. very excited, but I finally got it to work. <laughs> what, I stayed about... in there for like two hours one night when you very went fit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like um, it, was, it was a sauna there, and you were kind of wor- worrying about pouring water on it because oh, yeah. it's a, well because it was electric. Electric, but I'm sure they've considered this. I oh, mean, no, I just like, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's like I know. having an electric heater and yeah, pouring yeah. water on it yeah, just no, seems. You're right to not take the chance, I guess. You know, <laughs> I just had visions. <laughs> Just be burned alive inside that sauna. And he's waking up in the morning, being like, "Oh no, what's that? It smells like toast in here." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, so that, that was would good. have been a bad way to go. But uh, <laughs> that was good. So that was that, great. that's that's one of the things that. that <clears throat> but then we came back and we had students again. Students again. And it's just been twice so busy. It's unbelievably busy. Yeah. The busiest probably since the year I started. Yeah, yeah You absolutely. know, your first year is obviously oh, absolutely yeah, crazy, yeah. but it's it was almost as busy as yeah. that. But it's midterm next week. Yes. As of later today, it's midterm. Yeah. Sorry, that's so about no, four hours as far as I'm concerned. Oh my God. I met my friend Maria last night and we were talking about work and then eventually she was like, I don't think we should talk about work anymore because when I would be complaining about my work day, you know, I'd still be getting off at like yes, four o'clock. Course, she was like, yeah, yeah, no, we can't talk about work. Well, anymore. I mean, you might you might finish at four, but you press, but there's rarely the a day press. where you don't do something else I afterwards. I was go- I was trying to explain it, and then I thought, you know, not nobody. The, if you're not you, a teacher, you, you're not you, going to understand. And I used to be one of those teacher haters, yeah. so I get it. I fully get it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. So speaking of teaching, I have to teach at eleven o'clock. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> so. let's move this thing along. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just doing a oneer today. Yes, and we're got, that's that's yeah. You could call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it that. Um, it also sounds like euphemism for many things. Yeah, I know it um, does. Yeah, but uh, we are talking about the David Beckham, Beckham documentary, documentary called was, Beckham. Yeah, it was released a couple of weeks ago, and there's been a big furor about it. Yeah, and it's a Netflix <coughs> thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, yeah, on it's Netflix. Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah. And here is Will's intro to <laughs> Beckham. <laughs> Might sound Sorry. very I, like Lorraine. <laughs> Netflix's new five-part documentary, Beckham, is unsurprisingly the story of footballer-turned-football-mogul David Beckham. Starting with his childhood dreams of playing for his beloved Manchester United and through to the realisation and subsequent spiral to nightmare for that dream, we find a study of a man who has lived his entire life in the public eye and not always with their blessing. Somehow he has emerged unscathed and is now considered a national treasure in England, but is there something else going on here in this documentary? 
Is there more to David Beckham than meets the eye? And have the filmmakers knowingly and willingly kept that to a fleeting glimpse? Yeah, well done, either one of us who did that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was surprised to see this was directed by that guy, Fisher Stevens. Who I just found out last night is Hugo in Succession. In succession. Yeah. And I did and, think his voice was familiar. And the creator of the robot in Short Circuit from the 80s. Oh, right. Remember that okay. movie? He also produced The Cove and some other... A Tiger King. He produced right, okay. Tiger King. And go. he directed Leonardo DiCaprio's documentary about climate change that was out a couple right, of years ago. Right, okay. So he has... Oh, he's, he's, a filmmaker. Yeah, he's got some history of, uh, of documentary But this stuff. is like a pretty big documentary to give to someone who yeah. doesn't have a massive amount of experience directing documentaries. Right, okay. But then we, I was reading an article and they were saying that they think it was the Leonardo DiCaprio link that got him this job, right. basically. Okay, so I guess... I guess we'll come to it later, or maybe have a think of this. My question coming away from this was, is it a documentary? Mm. Uh, because, you know, it's it's a three three episode? Four, no, four episodes. Five episodes, actually. Five. Yeah, there's actually five. I, I, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I have yeah. to say. But um, mm. So it's, it's basically his whole career from a, from a, being a child, kind of spotted as a, as a football talent, yeah. and all the way through to present day where he's now, <clears> like, basically a billionaire sports mogul kind of owns a, brand, a, a yeah. team and yeah. a brand in, in uh, America. America and he's kind of really pushing soccer in yeah. America in a way no one else really yeah. has managed to before yeah. by signing up Lionel Messi and stuff like yeah. that you know but um, we'll get into that later because I still don't under, I don't really understand that whole thing and how Messi is actually playing is he actually playing for that team yeah yeah this isn't like a like a fantasy league type thing or anything uh, no but he's actually playing for it but there's a one there's a one word answer to the to how this is happening and money. it's money yeah it's just but, like, but his career Messi is now I know nothing about football but Messi I hear is the best player in the world yeah. so uh, how that because seems... he's at the end of his career okay so he's like right. maybe mid 30s now 34, oh, okay. 35 which is getting on for a footballer right yeah and so he is there's, a, there's long been a tradition of you know your your retirement plan is playing football in America or the Middle East as it's becoming more of a, oh, okay. an option these days maybe Middle East is the wrong term but the uh, yeah basically rich countries with lots we'll of money to spend up. will lure you over to boost the game and you know uh, but yeah so we'll come to all of that I guess right, okay. so it, it kind of went through his whole career all the way to the present day and I, I found it really engaging I have to say that mm. the historical aspect of it insofar as going through his career and seeing all of his achievements and all the clubs he played for and all the drama and uh, you know the, mm. the the relationship with um, Victoria from Spice Girls and mm. just what a big cultural phenomenon mm. they were you know um, so what what did did you know much about him beyond being you were a football follower or no such, I wasn't a know? football fan but I suppose growing up in you the nineties like yeah there was no way of avoiding it and I I think I probably did like the Spice Girls when I was young so I would have been very aware of everything yeah, I would have yeah. read a lot of magazines and all that and they yeah. were on everything so I was and it's funny when you're watching it I was aware of it but actually I had soaked so much more in mm. than I even yeah, realised because yeah, I'm not a football fan <clears throat> it was unavoidable you yeah know? I'm not a football fan at all but I remember all of that from the mm. 98 World Cup but I didn't I had completely forgotten how vilified he was after the World Cup yeah. and the way he was treated was 
absolutely terrible. Like, yeah. I don't think people would get away with it now. The way no, like, but the, I, the effect that that must have had oh, on absolutely. him was just. But I think um, it just goes to. I don't know how, how do you say this without offending people, but it's like I don't think there's any football fans listening to this. No, <laughs> I don't. Fine. It's not our key demo, as we say. <laughs> but I think it's um, look, there's a there's a version of a football fan that is, and most of them are like this, which are perfectly normal, sane people. Mm. But there are people for whom it means too much. Hooligans. Well, even but even beyond that, it's 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 you know people who get upset mm. in their daily life about what's yeah. happening in football. Yeah, it does and mean too much. To them. the point where I, I was in a cemetery relatively recently and there was a huge monument for somebody's grave which is all about his support of Liverpool Football Club. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't get that from a Liverpool player or manager being buried like I that. Know, they kind of yeah. go, it means too much to yeah, you. Yeah, it's not your or identity. It's, it, but it's, it's filling a void or it's something you can latch on to and it's all very cliche I mean, I, I, and you know just, I'm sure there's more complex reasons but for some people it means too much yeah. and to the point where if you can get angry at how one man played a game of football in a way you didn't like yeah. okay it means that, you know they, it, it was it had an impact on the World Cup chances maybe mm. in a way that no one can ever really say for yeah, sure yeah but that was the most ridiculous thing yeah. it wasn't like he had done something concrete that mm. had kicked them out of the World Cup something happened he was sent mm. off there was a chance, a slight chance if he stayed on that they might they have They would have won. done better but with they, him on. But they possibly wouldn't But then either. they lost on penalty shootout yeah. anyway, but that's the bit they forget. But, yeah. but the thing about it is, is like there's maybe there's an, because England won the World Cup once in 1966 as they never oh stopped telling you about gosh. it, the fact that I Get know they won it, I couldn't yeah. tell you when anyone else won a World Cup, yeah. but I know England won it in 1966 because <laughs> yeah. they never shut up about it. But, uh, and I love, England and English culture and stuff like that. I don't have this Irish thing where I, I naturally hate English people for some dopey reason or not dopey reason, but it's it's kind of but it's just irrational. It's a, but in the rational, I yeah. just hate English people kind of. Yeah. Way. I don't really have that. But uh, but I think it's um, because they won it once. They think there's an entitlement there that they kind of think they're, and it's it's a whole English Empire colonialism yeah. hangover really mm-hmm. where. We used to run the world and we can't even yeah. really win the World Cup I now. I think you there know? is a bit of that. There's too much of Whereas that. Whereas I think know? we're just so delighted when just we win anything. Yeah. It's, like, it's <laughs> amazing. It was that comedian said that Irish people are, are white people without the entitlement. It was a black yeah. comedian said that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> without all the entitlement. You know, it's, it's very true. We were just talking about that the other day. Side, yeah. um, side note, just about the confidence of um, uh, an English person walked past us. <laughs> they were saying, oh, they're just so confident. And like yeah, I said, yeah. the confidence of them, but also the confidence of Americans oh, and uh, most other nationalities where Whereas with Irish people were just constantly apologising for sorry. things. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sorry for existing. Me, sorry, sorry, sorry. But uh, yeah, so that was, I know, is the whole football thing is crazy. I don't really understand it myself because I'm not a football fan. Now, I'm not a football fan, but I have no problem sitting down and watching it for three years. I called it soccer because in my head it's like, it's not football. Football is Irish football. When I talk about football, I'm talking about GAA football. What they're playing is soccer. GAA now where I'm they s- can p- pick the ball up in their hands. Yes. That's football. That's football. <laughs> <laughs> that handball. But... Um, but uh, but I was surprised at how much I'd a- actually taken in, obviously, just by osmosis or something, oh, yeah. because I remembered all of it. So actually, when I was watching it, I loved it because I found it so nostalgic. It was mm. lovely watching things from the 90s because that was yeah. such a big part of my oh, child. Yeah, Everything absolutely. that they talked about in that, mm. you know, from the Spice Girls to him to their cultural relevance. that they, All the, the Britpop stuff. There was a uh, huge yeah, cultural explosion. So it was brilliant for that. And because I started watching it, I'd heard about it, but I was pretty late. I think I watched it maybe a week or so mm. after it came out. It wasn't immediately. No, it was the same, yeah. Yeah, but I found when I started 
started watching it, I love. I really loved it. I actually started looking forward to yeah, watching no, it. I, I, really and I was staying it, yeah. up for you, you know, because yeah. we were prepping so much. But then I think I just watched a little bit of yeah, that documentary, no, I, and I then I end up it. staying up so late <laughs> because of it. So I loved the first four episodes. I think um, it had a, you know, the. Any of our listeners from Ireland will know the, the show Reeling in the Years. Oh, the first yeah. few episodes had something had of that, that quality of to it. Yeah. You know, not not a similar style, but just that that connection between all the the the, the footage from the time and the music from the time, yeah. just the way it was put together was. Very yeah, I thought it was put you know? together really, yeah, really well was. because you know you can yeah. like the archive footage was amazing, and I suppose that's a good thing about doing a sporting documentary is that there is always going to be lots of footage about mm. of it of the event that you can show. But then they also had lots of footage of him and Victoria. They were kind of, in a way because they put their lives on camera so much, there was yeah, lots yeah. of footage to choose from there. But you can have archive footage and it not particularly be exciting. But it was the yeah. way it was put together. Yeah, it was, I thought it was yeah. just it was very captivating very exciting I, you know I, yeah I blitzed through the first couple of episodes I also really really liked for the first four episodes definitely for the first three I really liked him because I'd mm. never really known much about him I probably yeah, would have no, been more interested very well. yeah, in her but I, I thought he came across as really hard working even though he's obviously very good looking and you know he was you know put up there as yeah, the best yeah. looking person in the world for a long time he really didn't seem like I obviously he took advantage of that in terms of the modelling but in terms of how hard he worked at football it seemed like he yeah. didn't rest on his no. looks or laurels or anything like that like he worked really hard and just the fact that he was able to put up with the abuse that he got like for six months after the World Cup he was booed every time he went out on the mat on the field and I was thinking God what effect must that have on your mental health and I know a lot of people in the documentary talked about that but he seemed quite resilient in that way but also he's what came across by the end was just his uh, his ambition yeah, yeah. I don't his, think I realised how ambitious he actually was. There's a selfishness that goes with it, yeah. and I think yeah. it's partially because the 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 playing career is so short. Yeah, that it has to be ambitious to go through, and just to, you know, the moving at the drop of a hat kind of thing yeah. and that kind of stuff. But you know, look, it's she was in the biggest band in the world. Yeah. She knows what it is to be away from home and yeah. touring and away all the time, and I guess it's more planned. But they don't have a normal life. No, not at and all. And to expect a normal life for too long, particularly in both careers that have limited windows, no band lasts forever yeah. or is that popular forever and no player is that is, is yeah. that capable forever. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, but it did come across, you know, but then again, maybe it's just that the, the vast sums of money involved make moving like that I think less of a thing than it would be for you yeah, and I yeah because I know? think when they move they mm. have someone to get the house for yeah, them to decorate it for them just, their personal assistant yeah, which we'll get on to there, in a minute go to the new house you know <laughs> yeah so that's the but I have to say like yeah for the first three or maybe four episodes I really liked him as it went on then and particularly by the fifth episode like that I realised oh he's actually a lot more selfish than he comes yes. across and she's actually had to put up with a lot yeah. more than I realised like I thought she came across really well by the end of yeah. it I just not that I felt sorry for her because that sounds really condescending and she's obviously met her choice and she obviously really loves him and she loves her family and everything else but she she, I don't know she she had to support him so much and I know maybe that's just the role of the wife of a world famous footballer is Mm. that you have to do that when she is you know maybe not so much anymore but at one point she was doing a lot better than him financially you know so he you know she had 
it's not like she was plucked from obscurity and had no options yeah. or anything like that. So that well, that's the thing. But, and the fact that she still chose to do that, and now she's you know she's a big name in the fashion world now. She's sure. very credible in the fashion world. Yeah. She has probably just as much money as him in turn. Well, maybe not as much. Not, any, but, not anymore. I wouldn't. Oh, have thought. You, oh, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't have thought. I, I, it's because just. Just the the deals that he's done. Yeah, well, actually, now that now, I know, and the whole Qatar deal that he did. Yeah, no, that's which true. Which is another dodgy thing, I think. Oh, but I yeah. think I think so. Yeah, I was I was kind of with you on that because I kind of felt by the end of it, I went, "There's another documentary about him that could be made that will never be made yeah. because there's a dark side to that guy. There's yeah. a there's a there's a not a straightforward, shy kind of that guy has such ambition. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it, that level of ambition is, is can be quite destructive, yeah. I think. So, but yeah. actually, so the thing for me was I was gone. I didn't think this was a documentary all along. It had it had a kind of um, promotional kind of let's get Beckham more well known in America kind of feel right, to this. Yeah. But the the problem with it is when they get to the the. the episode about the affair that he had when that he was That was in, the biggest problem. And that was when the whole thing turned for me because yeah. I really, really liked him up until that and I actually thought we were getting a really good insight into him and his life yeah, and his parents and everything else. Yeah, it fairly up till then. Yeah, you know? and then that happened and it was just completely brushed and the over. And pro- the problem was he did not admit it. Yeah. He just said these vile stories came yeah, out. Yeah, He did yeah, admit it. vile stories that you caused yeah you know. because I think up until now I was being very naive and really really hoping that it actually wasn't true because he had denied it so much but then when I saw in the documentary he didn't even deny it and I thought no. if you didn't have an affair you would be doing everything you could and it's to not deny the it. only rumour of yeah. an affair there were lots yeah. you know and Rebecca have you seen the yeah interview? she was great I yeah. saw her interview with her and she was going look I have had to come out to <clears> kind of yeah. defend myself here because he has made it seem like uh you know, he was going on about how the thing he was upset about was how much it hurt Victoria. How much what it hurt hypocrite. or you hurt. How much you know, your actions yeah. hurt Victoria. This, this is what you did. But yeah. even even her uh, responses were so carefully chosen because yeah. she was saying about how, you know, previously we, we would always have each other for support, but now we were against I each know. other. And, but it was all just so carefully worded to avoid saying the actual thing that he did yeah. and also these prolonged shots of him looking pained and kind of just yeah. looking sad and hurt and stuff yeah. like that it's so as if it fake. wasn't completely his responsibility <laughs> I felt so terrible though for Victoria the whole way through that because this is obviously something they've had to deal with as a couple yeah. she's obviously accepted it if it's happened which it seems like it did mm. she's obviously accepted it the pain of that and then have to bring it up again and then have to not say anything negative about him or in any mm. way implement him and just talk about the, the how the effect it had on the relationship and the paparazzi where inside she must have just I would imagine she would think it like I have to I can't believe I have to do this censored yeah, yeah. sanitized version of this now I know she's all about I'm sure she's all about the Beckham brand as well so she wouldn't want that out there but yeah. that must the toll that that must have on somebody to be to have to keep that kind of secret because yeah. it is a secret if it did happen which it seems it did and to just act as if it didn't happen or it didn't have this huge effect on you and to act as if your feelings don't play a part in this or that you weren't mm. incredibly hurt yeah, by this yeah. thing. I don't, I just think that must have been... Oh, now, yeah. she, she even said in this, or I read afterwards, that apparently she's had a lot of therapy. And oh, I remember... No um, but it's very much glossed over because he did... Like, he said they were vile stories. He didn't say vile stories that weren't true. He didn't say vile stories that were true. He just said they were vile stories and it hurt them. And he kind of going... 
Yeah. Okay. So this is a, this. Um, I was saying to students recently about the Beatles documentary and how you'd never see that level of access plus that level of naivety about the the form again. Yeah. So and it's the same with this. It's like this is a very much. Beckham's have final approval yeah. of this documentary. Yeah, well, he is the executive producer of and it. And if that's the case, it's not a documentary. Mm. It's not a documentary anymore if your subject has control of it. Yeah, well, that's you know, the Or thing. it's a documentary. <sighs> can you make a documentary about yourself and be honest? I don't think you can. It's ve- it'd be very hard. You'd yeah. have to give it over to somebody else. But you'd also then... have to give them approval and final cut. Yeah. You know, and you'd I... have to live with things in it that you didn't like. You, you yeah, know? that's the thing. But yeah, so after that, it was kind of, it just changed how you perceived them after that in a way. Mm. Not because he had an affair. I mean, that's not an unforgivable thing. And mm. It's between them how they, how they managed that. But his lack of responsibility yeah. and accountability yeah, for it that's, was, that's was the thing. very surprising. Yeah. And and the calling them horrible stories or whatever, it does mm. completely place the blame on Rebecca, say Rebecca Luz, and also the paparazzi and the mm. stories at the time. And yeah. now obviously the paparazzi at the time, the tabloids were terrible, but that you know that's what they do. But completely removing yourself from that. He didn't mm. even go as far as saying, I just felt so terrible that like he couldn't I see that I suppose it's hard because he couldn't say I just felt so terrible that something I'd done or that something that was about me was putting Victoria yeah, through so yeah. much but even something like that yeah, there, there was, was nothing. nothing it was a complete yeah. separate but maybe you have to do that maybe if you do something like that and you and your family have chosen to live with it maybe you have to separate yourself from it well I somewhere. think they I just sh- if he wasn't prepared to you know and he, look he doesn't have to you know flog himself and you know punish himself in front of us on camera yeah but he just has to say you know i was selfish i was stupid i was you know i was hurtful or whatever it was whatever way he wants to express it or not say anything at all just yeah. just i mean i think if um if he hadn't said anything people would go oh, i noticed they didn't say anything about that and yeah. that would have been it yeah but because he mentioned it enough but no, with no responsibility, that's where it changes. Yeah. And after that, he just comes across as, I mean, they said the bare minimum they could about it. Yeah. And so there's obviously way more to it than that, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, I don't need to know the intimate details of his life. He can do what he likes. Yeah. Um, but if you bring it up at all, if you're making a documentary yet called Beckham, which is supposed to be all about yeah. David Beckham, his life, everything else, that was one of the biggest yeah. things that happened in his life and career. If you're going to bring it up at all, yeah. you kind of have to be honest about yeah. it or you don't bring it up at yeah. all. Or you, you, but you certainly don't say these stories were so hurtful to Victoria. Yeah, because they were true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and because it's something you did. It's yeah, just that the thing you did. The, the that's lack the problem. Of ownership yeah. and responsibility. Yeah. So f- yeah. for me, after that, it kind of changed. So I was loving yeah. it and like loving him and thinking he was great and such a like I suppose better person than I had. Or I just uh, he had a, there was a I, uh, he what's the word he really went up in my estimation a lot when I was watching mm. the first couple episodes. But then after that, then. I realised actually how manicured the whole thing was and but also are we, how are selfish we, he was. Are we wrong to expect more from that? Because um, like think of your own life or the lives of friends, you know. I'm sure there's, everybody's got something they wouldn't want talked about in a documentary. Everyone's got a mistake or something they're not proud of. But why are we expecting better from him? You know, just like if he was, um, if he was much less attractive, people wouldn't give him so much of a a free pass at mm. times the amount of people online who will defend 
attractive people yeah. <laughs> of terrible like particularly like, attractive men it's more absolutely. so for attractive I didn't, I didn't men want to be sometimes, so, sometimes yeah, but it's, it, 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 if a woman absolutely is right. attractive it actually goes against it, it absolutely her does. so but we're very attractive it, men Johnny if you're Depp, an attractive man uh, you can get yeah. away with anything pretty yeah, much, pretty sure, much yeah. OJ Simpson got away with murder like you know because he was a celebrity he went and was a celebrity you know, <laughs> know like, which is kind of the same thing you know yeah. and it's unreal whereas it's different yeah the Johnny Depp thing it's like the we're talking about Russell Brand there a couple of weeks ago and Somebody was saying and made a point online that if Russell Brand act, Brand acted the way he acts in any other job, yeah. you'd be going, "What the? Get this guy out of here!" You know. He also said he looks like if you gave kids a bunch of crayons and told them to draw a bad man. Yeah, that's what he's like draw. that. Yeah. What did you think about all the the the, the, the pieces with Alex Ferguson and that whole thing? Um, like I think Ferguson is, mm. is you know, he had huge success but a very petty man at times. Mm. Like a very controlling... Very controlling, but maybe there are, maybe a lot of football managers are like that. I suppose when they get them yeah, so young yeah, maybe there is. and, like, and yeah, they have the that father-son relationship. Well, I, I think also that um, being a professional footballer in, is similar to being a professional musician as such in a way, keeps people in a state of continued adolescence in a way. Yeah. They, like if if you're a kid at Beckham's age when he when he was like in his teens playing football, he's probably earning more money than his father, mm. and uh, and soon had more money than he could spend. Yeah. And once you have fu money at uh, at that age, what what's the imperative to keep developing as a person in a way when yeah, you, when you can just thing. do whatever you want yeah. when there's no rules really, mm-hmm. and you can you know everything is handed to you and. Like in his case, and, and none of this excuses it, but it's kind of like he he had women throwing up themselves at him his whole life, mm. and people kind of will will look at that. And say, I remember Bon Jovi in an interview was saying before he said people will say you know well you just say no to these women and stuff like that. He said but mm. he said you're you're saying that like someone who's never had their resilience tested to yeah. this level. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if if you're and he was saying like if if you're if you're someone who loves sugar or whatever, and someone's offering you cakes every day and they're <laughs> always free and yeah. they're the best cakes no, in the world. No, that's true. And <laughs> like the, the whole affair thing, and yeah, like I suppose that's probably I'm one of the reasons why it, it happens so much with footballers. Yeah, no, <laughs> and 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 you know, um, musicians and all that. Yeah, like that happens. People do those sort of things, but it's the it's the lack of ownership or the in in his case as Rebecca Lewis was saying putting the blame on somebody on her, else yeah, like yeah. that's the that's the, where I just media, think yeah. that's where I just think if he wasn't going to own up to it or, or admit it maybe it would have been better just to not talk about no, it at no, all but no, then no. it's hard to make a documentary about his life and not talk about that because that well, was one of the biggest but if you think about how how much of the five episodes it took up it was maybe I think it was like half an episode or something was it episode, yeah it about, wasn't yeah. even a whole episode and it was um, you know so I think they could have I think they could have just skipped it. Yeah, possibly. Know? It was interesting though because I do always love seeing videos of them at the start of their relationship because you can tell that they really loved each other. Yeah, it wasn't a fake yeah. relationship. They really, no. really loved each other. They were really supporting each other. Her in particular, I thought she was really supporting him through everything. She I came think across he, very well. Yeah, and I think during the whole World Cup thing and everything, he went to her for kind of a bit of, um, a, She it was almost like a bit of a sanctuary for him or something to mm. go to her and to yeah, go to the yeah. Spice Girls on tour and they were kind of protecting him. And I, like, 
I think possibly what happened when he went to Real Madrid because that was the first time where she didn't go with him for a right, while. Okay, yeah. He was over there. He didn't have his support. Like yeah, you know, that yeah, might yeah. have been something to do with it. It really seemed like for a long time he really relied on her. It was interesting to see by the end of the. <clears throat> the documentary seeing the dynamic change between them and I suppose this just happens in relationships when people have been together so long but when they're younger he's almost clinging on to her he very times. much he's was very much, yeah. and now it's it's completely shifted where yeah. a lot of the time I, I notice she'll have her hand on his shoulder she'll be touching him yeah, but he yeah. won't be touching her and yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't you know I'm not saying anything but about just, that maybe he's just, just a bit more secure in himself now but at the time when he was younger he definitely seemed like yeah, it's he almost, needed to be with her he really like needed be, to be like with her like he'd be her, travelling yeah. For hours to have a coffee with yeah. her and then go home again and stuff yeah. like that. I just kind of that type of thing. But it is. But you can kind of you can see how much of a rock she has been for him and mm. how much she's supported him. And I thought she came across really well. And it just made me feel even more terrible for how badly she was treated. Because she's mm. always been treated badly yeah. in the tabloids. Now finally she's gotten to a stage I think where actually people can see. Because I used to see interviews with her and think she always came across as very funny, did, ve- yeah. very witty, very self-deprecating. Even back in the day when everybody else, or you know, all the tabloids would be completely against her. And you would see these little interviews yeah, no, and documentaries and things. But she comes across and, really well. Yeah. That posh act is just an act. Like yeah, she's it, just, you know, she's just only pretending. That was because she had a bob haircut or a very sleek kind of bob haircut and yeah. she was the posh one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just ridiculous. But did the, uh, having to deal with that and having, and even, you know, all the interviews that she was doing and people bring up the fact that, you know, oh, you're married to this very beautiful man. What's that like? Yeah. What's it like to have women try? It's like, why are, are, are you, you asking about her that? It? Jonathan Ross asking her, are you worried about all these women throwing themselves yeah, at him? Like, what? What's she going to say? Yeah. Yeah, of course she is. It's just so but, disrespectful, but I suppose it just shows you when people are in the public eye, especially people like themselves who really put themselves mm. in the public eye yeah, yeah. Re- people really do think they can treat them and talk to them whatever way they want the other thing I was surprised well maybe I shouldn't have been surprised I was I was more surprised that they totally buried the Qatar thing yeah him being this ambassador for the Qatar World Cup which is one of the most corrupt World Cups ever and he's got, got like hundreds of millions out of this right. there was it was an initial report of a hundred million right. but it turns out it's a, it seems to be a lot more than okay, that okay right and, but for a man who, I think it was he one of the first straight men to appear on the cover of Attitude magazine. Yeah, he was a, compl- a complete what? gay icon. Yeah, and like, that was huge. At a time, like, I think to this day, there, there no footballer has, premiership footballer has come out as gay. Right. Statistically, there has to oh, be right. one. right, yeah. You know, but he was on the cover of this magazine yeah. at a time when, you know, it would have been considered very, very uh, risky to do. Um so for him to go to Qatar and uh, all the issues that that involves mm. makes me just go, well, how much money is enough money for this guy? It doesn't see. He you got 250 re- million to go to America the first time. That's on top of everything I he know. had. The amount of money you know? is staggering, but then that's what makes it so interesting as well then because then when you see them obviously again it is a very manicured version that we're seeing of them but they do seem quite down to earth for the amount of money that they have yeah. now I know their life is completely different to everyone else and even their house and everything you know it's lovely it's obviously a big garden now I'm sure they have a couple of different houses but and even with the, their interactions with the children it all seems for the for the level of celebrity mm. and for the level of money that they have they seem relatively down to earth but that's compared to say somebody like Tom Cruise who's obviously sure. on a completely different yeah. planet you know but if you take the Scientology thing out of Tom Cruise he's, there's no real difference um, but I think it's uh, with them that's what kind of makes it weirder to me because they do seem so normal they do seem relatively down to earth but yet there isn't enough money in the world for this guy, yeah. it seems, you know, and I'm not saying he does it for money, 
But yeah, it kind of seems like that. You know, it's like that old expression, you know, money isn't everything, but it'll do until everything comes along. Yeah. You know, I think it, for him, it's just kind of, when is it enough? Yeah. You know? and it kind of reminds me of um, Kim Kardashian in a way, because uh, yeah. uh, you may have noticed on your Disney box every so often, I'll watch the Kardashians. Yes, but I've <laughs> seen that. That's what about that. like, Who's watching who's that? that? <laughs> and I, every time I watch it, I think, why am I watching this? Like, this makes me feel yeah. sad. But there is interesting at the moment because basically Kim and one of her other sisters are always fighting. But the other sister is always saying to her, when is enough for you? Like, it just seems like mm. not enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's never enough money. There's never enough celebrity. And Kim keeps saying it's not about the money. And I actually think I don't think it is about because when you have that amount of money, I don't think you do more things for money. It gets to a stage yeah. if you're a million or if you're a multimillionaire, almost a billionaire. Mm. I, would you be doing things for money? There's something else why, there as Why well. would Beckham want to endorse the Qatar World Cup? Yeah, I all don't its understand that. And, uh, you know, he's made these horrible kind of cheesy promo videos about how much he loves this part of the world. And it's, it's so obviously fake and, you know, mm. he's just saying what they want him to say. And but it, totally ignoring the, the outcry about his involvement with it. Uh, and a lot of other footballers and, and um, commentators wouldn't go to cover the World Cup yeah. because of their human rights uh, record. Yeah. So <clears throat> in that case, this guy has more than enough money to say no to that. So why is he saying yes to it if it's not money? Because it's not, it's not anything worthwhile be underneath when he take the money away. Well, unless he's yeah. just really naive and just genuinely is thinking to himself, I just really want to promote this. This no, is something I, I, that I want I, to promote. But that mm, I think we're yeah. I mean, I wish that was the case, massively. but I, I don't think there's many naive billionaires out there. You know, yeah, he's, uh, I know you it, that know. was a strange one because I think mm. that actually did him a lot of damage. It so did. I don't. But he's got he's in like look what he's overcome in the past. The amount of hatred yeah. he's overcome. That's the thing. I think maybe when you get over something like that, it obviously probably does give you a, a different outlook on the world and mm. probably an incredibly thick skin in that you realize, okay, well if I can get over that because yeah. it did seem. Like there was a shift at one stage where he came back from the World Cup every you know people were having hanging mannequins of him Absolutely, outside doors yeah. all that sort of crazy stuff yeah. getting booed every time he even touched the ball yeah, on the yeah. football field and then <coughs> it's not field it's pitch isn't it it's pitch. You, you, you yeah. go either way <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then you could see it turned then that he realised or this is what he says in the documentary that the more they booed the more it gave him motivation to keep on going and it, it obviously did get to something like that at some stage because I think I, that's the only way I know sure. that was kind of very neatly edited in yeah. but it, there must have been some part of that that was true because in, the only way you keep been, going yeah. with that is to turn it into something else mm. in your head so maybe but, that, but also it can't just have been that it can't that can't be the only effect those boos had on him you know to galvanise him to play better or to achieve whatever it, yeah. it must have been it, it must have felt this will never end you oh know, yeah it must just have been terrible when it was in it so yeah. it, it can't that's why I think it's a very managed portrayal oh it them. is yeah you know? and, yeah and apparently and, even people are online are saying there's certain things that don't match up with the editing so they're, they're talking about Victoria at some Old Trafford game or something like that and they're actually showing her at it uh, the, okay, the, the footage yeah. they're showing is actually a Chelsea game different things like that like to me that wouldn't bother me too that much that doesn't bother me too much because you if, have to edit in space and time yeah, when you're editing so absolutely and I think it's it's like if they'd so let's argue if they don't have if they couldn't get access to footage from the actual game yeah. but he had a similar shot of her walking down steps to a seat <laughs> I, from another yeah, one I get it I it's think that's fine. okay yeah. I think th yeah, we'll, we'll let that one slide but yeah. but it's uh, but also if you're looking for 100% veracity in a, in a documentary you, you 
I've got some terrible news for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I have to say, overall, I, by the end of it, I still really liked it. Yeah. Um, I did start to lose interest by the last episode. Yeah. Like, I've kind of forgotten now how it ended, where I was glued This dancing to in their kitchen scene at the end, which oh, everybody is putting on yeah. TikTok and everyone said, oh, isn't it lovely? And stuff uh, yeah. like that. I don't know. It just kind of feels like we need something to finish this up, yeah. you know, kind yeah, of like that was you can feel the the. Big, the, the machinations of the filmmakers behind it a little bit maybe it's just being cynical but it doesn't feel like that could have happened any time in the proceedings they stick it in at the end or they yeah. just said well let, let's Here, I don't know do it just feels like there. I just yeah. hope <laughs> I know she's multi-millionaire slash billionaire but I just hope Victoria Beckham is happy yeah. because sometimes I looked at her and she was saying and you could see that she was relieved because they did an interview at the very end she said I'm really content now and because I can see that he's content and he was right. standing beside her and because you know for so long when you're younger you have this ambition to keep going keep going but now it seems like we're ready to pass on the baton and he just kind of side looked at her and said oh I'm not ready to pass it on yet and I was thinking mm. oh she thinks he's settled yeah. but he's not settled no but like. I think that's the thing about about footballers is is their their body will give up on them well before they're they're ready. Yeah, and they spoke and about that. Now, one thing I have to say: the interviews in it were amazing. Yeah, the access they, they had, they had yeah, like yeah. the best football players oh, in, in the world. world. And even yeah. having Roy Keane being in there was yeah, great, was actually, because he was he was a really <laughs> good interviewee. Yeah, and like they had mad people. Like Anna Wintour was there for just one sentence. Yeah, yeah, like they absolutely. got these huge yeah. names. But that's just, that's the reach, isn't it? Of yeah, these people, you know, that's the thing. But it, you know, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I'd say eighty five percent of it, and the other yeah. fifteen, I was, I was just kind of going, yeah, right, yeah, or you know, oh, look what you've left out, or yeah. you're not being honest there, or I think they did a very good job at hiding the fact for eighty five percent of it that this was a promotional piece, yeah, you know, yeah. very good promotional piece, yeah. lots of historical info and context, yeah, very entertaining, very nostalgic. And you're not even really being deceived. It's just you know that the person you're looking at and listening to is not being honest. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, I did read an article, and I think it's true, about a lot of sports documentaries now are like this because mm. they, the person in it has to have final yeah. say. You can't make a documentary really about anyone anymore. You no. used to be able to. You can't no. anymore without giving the subject final say. Like that, is it ever really completely 100% well, you won't honest? Get the access to uh, the material you need, even yeah. just, uh, you know, vintage material or, or, or you know any stock footage you just won't get it yeah. without them and they've such a strong reach where they can block people yeah. if, they, if, if they speak to Sky and say don't give these guys any footage of my games or whatever and yeah. you know and if, or if you do I'll never do anything for you again. And yeah, you know, and they can get sued you know, for defamation and everything else. Like, it absolutely. wouldn't be worth it for a documentary no. maker, but it's funny. It's like we've kind of all accepted that now. When we're yeah, watching absolutely. these sports documentaries, like, yeah, this is good. It's obviously not true, completely true, yeah. but it's, it's It was like the last entertaining. dance with uh, Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan, yeah. Which he's a producer on it. Now, he yeah. didn't... That kind of... His kind of um, arrogance, in a way kind of worked against him in that one and that he didn't come across particularly well in a lot of cases but right. I have a feeling that he watched that thinking he's the greatest yeah. guy alive <laughs> you know? yeah. didn't really see what everyone else was going to yeah. see I did like that technique they had of them looking into the lens while they were watching the football game that was a nice little, that was good that was nice but then when, when they started using that on and how upset David was relivering the whole affair oh yeah no that bit that bit I was kind of yeah I had no time for on. but but the uh, 
the, I'm the sure they were watching that in the other room going, oh, this is great. Isn't it? Look at him. He yeah. looks so sad, you know? Looks yeah. so sad that he was caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Overall, like you said, I really enjoyed it. I, like, I loved the first three episodes. I blitzed through through them. And I watched it even just for that. And then I think by the by the time it got to the affair and the glossing over of it, and then I just started to see a different side of him. Then I started to lose interest a little bit just because mm. I didn't even like him as much as a person right. anymore. And not because of the affair, but because of the way it was handled and because of the way yeah. it was handled in the documentary but everything up until then I absolutely loved yeah, like I really it was the first time I was watching something in a while where I was yeah. really looking forward to absolutely. watching it and even most of it afterwards it was just a, you're watching it just going okay this bit is bullshit yeah. let's, let's get past this bit yeah. and, you know, but the rest of it I highly recommend yeah. I'd even recommend that part just to yeah. see just so yeah, a, it's a, interesting a media managed portrayal of yeah. somebody by themselves yeah you know? exactly um, so, any, so any other recommendations before uh, we sign off I, at the moment not so much because I've actually that was taking up my time for a long time mm-hmm. there. I tried to watch season 3 of the morning show got through quite a lot of it I, I stopped now two, three just, in, the I first season was brilliant it was so yeah. good and the second season was quite good too but then the third season now I just have did you see no the, the thing I was talking about where it looked like there's a filter on the, the oh, well, the, the I just thought you went just like all the time just I know just on their faces in, in, in it um there's not a wrinkle to be seen. Oh, not yeah. A line oh, no, to be seen. Yeah, no, they it's definitely either, have filters. They're either caked with makeup, yeah. like an inch deep, or but there's just none. Yeah. Not even on their necks. Like, yeah. they're, like Jennifer Hansen is 50, same age as me, she's yeah. 54. Yeah. You know, I know, and, it's not possible. You know, uh, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. Um, so, yeah, I just. I, yeah, and there you is know, Botox, I, but yeah, you're right about the neck. Like something. And the hands as well. Yeah. Like, you know, no, just, there is there's some type of filter were, put up over their whole body. But they were doing it on Reese Witherspoon's character as well. Yeah. He's got to be 10 years younger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think either of them need it. No, they really don't. They both don't. look great. Yeah. You know, just be they your really age don't. and just look. But yeah. it, and, and again, look, if you want to do that, that's fine. It, it happens way more than we realize. And it's going to happen more and more as time goes on. But. It was so noticeable. Yeah, that's the only problem. Yeah, no, Do it, it is. Better, it's, it's, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's so noticeable. It actually is quite distracting. Yeah, from the story. it really just takes yeah. away from it. You yeah. kind of go. Everybody else looks wrecked compared to these two. You <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, so I said, oh, I watched Foe. I watched a good film the other night called Foe with um, Sir Sharon and Paul Mescal in it. Oh, Man, yeah, the science two fiction them, thing. Yeah, 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 like two yeah. of the biggest Irish actors yeah, hadn't yeah. even heard of it. We're going I saw to the cinema. Trailer for it looks good. Right. Yeah, yeah. my seven Shane are going to the cinema every week because we got the Odeon yeah. membership things. We're gonna make the most of that. You're not gonna let that. No, <laughs> so uh, just looking online and saw this thing called Foe and saw that they're in it. So I really liked it. It's a, it's a, it's an AI type thing. Right, okay. um, it, it has its problems, but it yeah. was interesting. I liked it. They're both very good yeah, because they're, they're both great. brilliant. So uh, uh, I, I would recommend see, that. I would see a guy uh, in the Sugar Club the other night, uh, a guy called Andy Schauf. Went with, oh, Brian, yeah. with Brian and Nikki. And I love it was him. Great. I like him. It yeah. was great. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying Nikki his. Nikki introduced me to him. Yeah, his most recent album is called Norm. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. It's really good. Okay. It's really yeah, lovely. I really like so him. I'd recommend that. Oh, that's great. Hold it to Khan there. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Good. Right. Um, okay. All right. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Right. And I would recommend Foe. Possibly, even if you got a chance to watch it, we could possibly talk yeah, about I'll it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Because I've got one of those cards too. Yeah. All right. So until next week. Bye. Oh, that was no, way that higher was... than I was expecting. For me or for you? For me. Oh, right. <laughs> it's my David Beckham voice. There. <laughs>